Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the studio, the Wake Before the Day podcast. It's another Monday, but today I am honored to have our very own Jody Grass in the studio with us. Jody, before we dive in, and even before you give a little introduction of yourself, because I've learned that the podcast listeners are different from those who watch Table Talks and are different from those who watch Sunday morning services. So I want to hear more about you. But before we get there, I have a couple questions for you. Oh. Would you rather... Would you rather go without shampoo the rest of your life or toothpaste the rest of your life? Oh, and why? my goodness. Do you want dreadlocks or heinous breath? I would <laughs> rather go without shampoo because the breath yeah, really matters. For sure. And dreadlocks so, could look cool. And I, and I could just do some good water stuff that's if I right. had to. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. Last, How about you? Um, I'm definitely going, I want dreads. Okay. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm brushing yep. my teeth. Yep. Anytime someone gets in my, my zone, my bubble with yep. bad breath. You know what, it. Yeah, what's crazy about that is then usually I'm like backing up, but those people follow. Right. And, they, they, and you're like, hey, hold on a Just, second. Yeah. Do you know the very first thing I do when I wake up is brush my teeth? Very first thing? Very Even first before thing. you eat breakfast? Before I eat breakfast. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes. Then do you brush your teeth after breakfast Sometimes, again? yeah. If I'm going to go hey, out, yes. Hey, there you go. That's all right. <laughs> you can't err on having clean teeth. <laughs> That's right. Okay, here's the last one. Okay. Would you rather have to speak in rhyme the rest of your life or speak in riddles the rest of your life? If I could think of a rhyme really quick, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather speak in rhyme because um, riddles frustrate me if I can't get it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> How about you? I'm going rhyme. Yeah. Because I think they'll be e- more easily understood. Right. Riddles, people will be looking at me going, what do you want to drink? You know? Right. Is that a grande or a venti? What was that? You never well, get what you want. <laughs> no, that's right. Okay. Okay. Anyways, thank you for that. Yeah. Tell us more about yourself. What do you do at Emmanuel? So I oversee adult discipleship and leadership development here at Emmanuel. Been on staff for 16 and a half years. Awesome. And love to be a part of this team. It's it's an awesome team. Uh, my office and Jody's office share a wall, and we she do. is like my California mom. Whenever yep. I'm hungry or I need a snack or anything, I just go knock on her door and say, Jody, yep. do you have a granola bar or something? And, and she, I say, help yourself. She's always taking Grab care of Grab a cup us. of coffee. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so she's always looking out. I appreciate that. I yeah. love working with you. Me too. So pl- we're going through Genesis and we've gone through um, quite a few chapters. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to talk about 16 specifically, but what do you think we need to remember? Like, how did we get here? What's going on in the previous couple chapters? Yeah. So right before this, we, we get introduced to Abraham, mm-hmm. Abram at yes. this season still, yes. he's Abram. And um, we find out that the Lord has singled him out. He's called him uh, to leave everything he knows, which in that day was different than us. You know, we think For it's an sure. adventure yeah. to move away, but it was different back then. And so he calls him to leave everything he knows with his wife, and God tells him he will bless him, mm-hmm. and he will become a great nation. Um, and we know at this point that many years pass, yeah. and there are no children. Yes. And um, we also see some some sin take place. Abram, they go to Egypt. Abram lies, says that Sarai is his sister, not his wife, which she is his half-sister. <laughs> so it's a half-truth, but it some, definitely was deceptive. Some drama. Right? We yes. see some um, consequences of that. Um, and, and we're actually going to see a large consequence of that yes. today, yeah. more than, of what more than likely took place from that. Yeah. So, so yeah, kind of looking back, one of the things that stands out to me, which, which is just like, wow, God, you are 
you are so good, is after he lies the first time about Sarai being his sister, sister yeah. he ends up getting a whole bunch of gold and horses and cattle and whatever. It's just like, how, how did you get off better out of this situation? Right. And the answer is God. Yeah. But there in Egypt is probably where he picked up Hagar, who's going to come into play today. But even before that, he gets all this stuff, but um, the king of Sodom here is the one who is like, I'll give you more. And that's where Abram says, no, I don't want that. And if you go back to Genesis 15, verse 1, um, and if you listen to the sermon on Sunday, I I mentioned this, but it says, after the word of the Lord then came to Abram in a vision, and he said, don't be afraid, Abram, I am your shield. Mm -hmm. I am your great reward. So as we unpack the theme of blessing this year, that's one of the things I want to remind you listening as Jody and I unpack this is blessing in the Old Testament sometimes is uh, fertility and babies. Sometimes it's a bountiful harvest or crop or it's rain or whatever. But at the end of the day, God is already pointing towards the greatest ultimate blessing is himself. Absolutely. Says, I am your very great reward, Abram. But what yeah. happens in Genesis 16 now is Abram forgets or takes matter into his own hands or even just gives into the pressure of his wife saying, we're going to do this because it's not working what we're trying to do. And right. he doesn't lead well. Right. And it becomes kind of a mess. So a couple things, just to back up to 15 really quickly. I love in there that God um, addresses, do not be afraid, Abram, because yeah. fear is what drives him to lie. And so we we see that take place. But then also, um, this just kind of stood out to me as I was sitting in this 15 and 16 is um, in verse two, it says, but Abram said, sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar the D- of Damascus. So what I hadn't realized in the past is that Abram, Abram does the same thing where he takes things into his own hands to fulfill this heir mm. by, saying, by naming his servant, yeah. his potential heir, Instead of believing that God's going to do it through yes. a child. Yes. And so we see, I have never realized that sin in 15, you yeah. know, the 16 one is glaring, yeah. but I'd never noticed that before. So I just thought that That's was super really interesting. That's a really good point. That's a really good Kinda point. He's crazy. almost going, hey, I got, I remember that promise you made me. Well, it hasn't happened yet. So, so here's my backup plan. Right? Yeah. And we kind of do that, don't we? Like we kind of have a plan B in place. Like I I do believe this is where God is calling me. I do believe that this is what Holy Spirit's telling me at this point. But just in case, I'm going to go ahead and have this in my pocket. And yeah, just interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. So now we're jumping into 16. Yeah. And if you have a Bible with subtitles, it's titled Hagar and Ishmael. And um, after Genesis 15, you see kind of more of a peak and a high point of Abram's faith and his relationship with God. And here we have a little bit of a dip. Right. So what stands out to you from Genesis 16? Well, for starters, I would say um, we go to kind of the second part of verse two, and it's um, Sarai's talking to Abram, and she says, the Lord has kept me from having children. And you just see, again, finger pointing, right? Um, She wants to blame, and so she's blaming God that she doesn't have um, children. And then we just see Sarai take, take the reins, like, God's not doing it. I I got this. Yeah. I, I will make this happen. Take my slave Hagar, um, sleep with her. Maybe I can build a family through her. And um, and I think, again, here we are looking at a story, and it's so easy to judge and go, what was she thinking? <laughs> For sure. But it had been so many years. Years. Years and years. Yeah. And they had been waiting and waiting and waiting. And, you know, we wait 
15 minutes and we come up with our own plan because God's not moving fast enough for us. And for so sure. I think there's so often that we want to run ahead. I, I, I feel that tension all the time. And I constantly ask God, give me, help me, give me strength to wait. Yeah. Give me wisdom when to move. Cause sometimes we need to move. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but sometimes we just need to wait and there's a hard tension in that. Yeah. What, what's interesting is those first couple of verses culturally would be very permissible and normative. Right. So fertility and having children was like a sign of blessing back then and was a sign of favor. And if you couldn't do it, it made you second class and less than. Right. And so there, you know, it, it was common for people to say, okay, take a maiden or take a servant and procreate. And so for them there in that place that I'm sure Abraham's like buddies are like, mm, yeah, it's normal, whatever. But for us right. as a reader of the Bible, seeing that this is who God is and this is what God has said, it just makes it a much bigger deal. It does. And it was normal in that day and it was still sinful. Yep. So I think sometimes we look at it and say, well, it was okay because it was normal in that day. Yeah. We can do that now. Yep. We look around us and what everybody else is doing. Oh, totally. You know, well, it's what, it's the day and age. Yeah. It's and not okay. Nowhere here does it say Abram and Sarai consulted God. Right. Or it doesn't say anywhere that they prayed or they fasted or they sought him or whatever. It just says that Sarai grabbed basically the reins and said, this is what we're doing. And, you know, I feel for Hagar in this chapter. Right. You go to verse four, it says, he slept with Hagar. She conceived when she knew she was pregnant. Um, Sarah then began to, she despised her mistress. Then Sarah said to Abram, you're responsible for the wrong (laughs) I'm suffering. I put my slave in your arms and now she knows she's pregnant. She despises me. May the Lord be the judge between you and me. And Abram's like, yo, your slave is in your hands. Do with her whatever you think is best. So in that, you're like, wow, that's, you know, marital division there. But think about Hagar. It's like the way Abram and Sarai are looking at her as if she's just some product or material or something to be used and not as a person. She's a possession. She's totally and a possession. And she's being treated like a possession. That's right. And and Hagar blows it too by despising her mistress and, and mistreating her. And so she gets corrected. We'll get to that. But, um, but absolutely, she's being used. Yeah. And the other thing too, we see the finger pointing again, right? You did this. It was... <laughs> Sarah's idea. Yeah. You did this. You're the one who made yeah. this happen. And that's where we go yeah. so quickly. Adam and Eve to... Right? To right here to Abram and Sarah. Abram and Sarah. And, and then on that second part, you read verse six, um, Abram, your slave is in your hands. Like Abram is so passive. Mm-hmm. Step up. Yeah. Step up. And, um, you know, it is easier to be passive mm-hmm. and to just not deal with things. You know, then you, you deal with it then. For sure. Then you handle it. Um, and that's that's not yeah. God's best either. You gotta so. step up and lead. Right. Have a spine. Have a backbone. Yeah. But what happens next is is where it yeah. gets again. Like, what do you learn about God in this passage? Here's where the Lord shows up. Beginning in verse seven, it says, "The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was a spring that's beside the road of Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where you're going? She said, I'm running away from my mistress Sarai. She answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. I'll increase your descendants so that much that you'll be able too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord then continues to talk and gives her direction, gives, hey, this is what you're going to name your son, which is interesting because it's from Ishmael comes probably a a significant line of of the Islamic tradition, Muslims today. Right. Because they trace their lineage back to Abraham, which I was thinking. But down the other line. Christianity 
The Jewish background and the Islamic tr- tradition all trace back to Abraham to play a significant role. Right. He just plays a different role there. But even this, like when he says, he'll be a wild donkey of a man in verse 12. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he'll live in hostility towards all of his brothers. I actually took a class in college on Islam and we read the whole Quran, like large parts of it at least. Oh, wow. And it's it was fascinating to see actually how violent the actual text is. And so when you go back to Ishmael and going back to here, it's like the prophecy of the Lord is coming true. Right. So, but what I, what's so interesting is the way that the Lord handles Hagar and her situation here and the way that the way Abram and Sarah handle the situation with Hagar is vastly different night and day. And the reason why I emphasize the angel of the Lord is because every time the Bible says the angel of the Lord, it is probably Jesus Jesus That's in right. the Old Testament. Do you not love that? Yeah. So interesting. But is this the only place that the Lord speaks directly to a female in the Old Testament that you know of? Give me a second. Let me think. I know. Now I'm putting you on the spot. I'm, I'm guessing if you say, is this the only I time? I think it is. I did a little bit of research. I mean, the other people that come to my mind are Ruth. But he doesn't speak no. directly to her. Esther. Right. No, and I didn't mention it in that book. Right. Rachel, Leah, Rebecca, Sarah. I mean, he's certainly at work in their lives all the time, but to directly speak to... That's significant know. because yeah, that's it's really important. Hagar, an Egyptian woman. Mm-hmm. Right? And she's not in the, in the line. No. I mean, certainly there is a blessing that comes through Ishmael, but... It's it's a rough one, right? I mean, yeah, there's sure. there's still hostility huh. in there. I don't know. Go, we'll have to look Crazy, that up. right? Fact check us, but I, I, yeah. that sounds right to me. Um, and again, she's not she's not like the part of the group. She's right? not exclusive. She's someone who's been mistreated and is an outsider. So is that not a lesson to us too? Yeah. I mean, again, you know, I say this all the time at Women's Walk and everything too. Like we. We think that we have to clean ourselves up or present ourselves in a certain way for God to even be able to approach God. Yeah. And here he is so graciously speaking to Hagar and saying, now I want you to go back. And he does give her correction. He says, I want you to submit. Yep. And I want you to obey. Oh, yeah. Um, because that's your role in this family. Yeah. But I, I am going to bless you through yeah. this. And I love the name that God that God kind of reveals himself yeah. in through Hagar. I think it's El Roi in the Hebrew. I, w- I wondered how to pronounce it. I think it. it's El Roi. E-L-R-O-I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And it's the God who sees, the God right. who sees me. So just to know like God knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He cares for you. And as we see Jesus probably as the angel of the Lord, what's cool is when you read John 4 and you have Jesus come up to the woman at the well in Samaria, it's a very similar story. Now Jesus being in embodied incarnate right woman who's outcast yeah. being treated poorly had multiple husbands is outside and jesus comes to her and essentially like sees her blesses her loves her uses her blesses her wow yeah so it's like wow all right jesus old testament jesus new testament absolutely so, and isn't that a fundamental desire for us to be seen yeah. and god is yeah all right he, he sees us Wait, any, I'm, I'm out of ideas here and thoughts and Takeaways. Yeah. Do you have anything else on your end? No, I just think there's so much for us to learn in this. Yeah. I mean, all the way from jumping ahead of God, pointing fingers, um, you know, being knowing that God sees us. Yes. And want you know, He's 
yeah, he loves us. Yeah. And it's just, it's a great, great story. Yeah. Genesis 16, it's a great gift. So thanks for coming to the studio yeah, thanks today. thanks for having a blast. me. You'll have Jody on Wednesday and Friday with me on the audio track. So tune in. And I, I just realized... I don't think I've told you all, we've had our baby. I didn't know way. if I could say, if oh, I yeah. was going to ask you in the beginning. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I, I recorded last week's podcast in advance because I didn't know when the baby was coming, right. but we did have our baby. We had another beautiful little girl. Yes. Her name is Cruz Eve. And she and, is beautiful. Yeah, she's a cutie. Thank you. Yeah. And she looks just like the rest she of her She does. <laughs> so, Cora family, coming in hot and loud. It's crazy. We have lots of energy, lots of life. But anyways, yeah. thanks for listening to the podcast. We have Jody, we have Richard Rideout coming out next week, Pastor Johnny, Niasia, Mike Kim, a number of people from the staff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Good. So God bless you. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.